0: Welcome to this week's podcast of the series, Strength Training, by Miss Julie. We hope you will enjoy listening to this podcast, and please, look forward to next week's. We'll see you there. Thanks! Hi guys! Welcome back to week three of our Strength Training series. So far, we know that sin is a we problem and not a you problem. Yes, if we all celebrate birthdays and grow older every single year, we definitely know we are living in the land of sin. (laughs) So we also know from our second podcast that Jesus wants to give us new bodies, ones that will not die, that will be completely immune to any kind of aging or decaying. But that kind of left us with some questions like, how is this possible? What do we have to do? So what I want to do in this podcast is let's tackle the first question of how. How is Jesus even able to give us new bodies? Well, lucky for us, (laughs) our faithful Bible gives us many answers. And so I do want to read this to you. This is Acts 13, 35 through 38 says, For this reason, he says also in another psalm, You will not allow your Holy One, who is Jesus, to see corruption, to undergo putrefaction and dissolution of the grave. For David, after he had served God's will and purpose and counsel in his own generation, fell asleep in death, and was buried among his forefathers, he did see corruption. He decayed and decomposed in the grave. But he whom God raised up, which is Jesus, to life saw no corruption. He did not experience dissolution of the grave. He did not experience any kind of decomposition. Let it be clearly known and understood by you, brethren, that through this man who is Jesus, forgiveness and removal of sins is now proclaimed to you. So, what this Acts is telling us is literally we know that Jesus was raised from the dead. I want to kind of get into what what does all this look like? How did this happen? Let's get started. I went to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 and this is what I found for our sake, he God made Christ to be sin who knew no sin so that in and through him, we might become the righteousness of God, what we ought to be, approved and acceptable and in right relationship with him by God's goodness. And so if we remember from our earlier lessons, when he originally, when God originally made Adam and Eve, he made us to be perfect, perfect like not supposed to age, not supposed to die. And so this sounds like he wants to bring us back into that state. What happened here was we had to leave the garden. I don't know if you listened to the other podcast, but we really went into great depth about why we had to leave the garden. And that was so we wouldn't be able to live forever in the condition of sin, like aging forever, having horrible pains and, you know, emotions and things that are just not God's best plan for us. He always wants what's best. And so he does not want us to be in the prison of sin forever. This was never God's plan for any of us. So what this scripture above is telling us is that Jesus never sinned. That's why it says he knew no sin. That means he never gave in to sin. So technically, Although Jesus was living on earth as a man, he literally could have walked back into the garden to live forever because unlike the rest of us, he was not in a perpetual state of sin. He was free. He is the only one that was free because he is God's son. And so I just kind of left me wondering, like, geez, if I had that opportunity you know, how many of us would just walk back into the garden if we had the chance? Like, Jesus totally could have. He did not want to go back to the garden unless he could bring us with him. And it kind of left me thinking, why? <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, we're just a bunch of slaves, Jesus. What do we really mean to you that you would not want to go back there unless you could bring us with you? And what I found as I began to read was Jesus knew how truly happy we would be living there with him in this garden, and he also knew God's heart. He knew how much God loved us, and it has always been God's intention to bring us back into the garden once all of this craziness of sin and death, like the curse, is off of us. And it looks like God wants to restore us to what we were originally meant to be free to live in the garden with him, free from sin, free from death, free to live forever and ever with God in just total bliss. I mean, we can't even imagine What this would really look like, because we do live in the land of, you know, sin and death. So here we are. So instead of Jesus just doing the easy thing and going back alone, leaving us entirely enslaved in this mess, he made a courageous plan with God so that we could all have a way to get back into the garden and live with God forever in freedom. Now, this was no easy task, though. You know, the problem was we're all still prisoners here on this earth, and freedom always costs something, right? So we as prisoners have nothing to buy our way out with. Like, we have nothing that we can possibly do or give to get us out of this mess. So God came up with a plan. Him and his son Jesus, you know, came up with this plan. And when you hear it, it's going to sound nutty. I'm just going to tell you right now. (laughs) God's plan was Jesus would actually have to become sin. He would have to take all sin and death upon himself. God the Father would have to destroy it completely for us to be freed from its clutches. But unfortunately, this meant that Jesus would have to be destroyed as well. Like, Jesus knew this plan was going to be extremely painful in ways we cannot even imagine. Jesus knew he was going to be hurt physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. Like, he knew this was going to be very, very painful. This, in no way, was going to be easy. Like, Jesus truly understood that this plan was actually going to kill him. Yeah, sign me up for that. (laughs) I mean, really, who in the world would ever, ever agree to such a plan? Obviously, no hired help I have ever met would go through all of that for us. I can honestly say only someone who honestly knew no sin would even be able to say yes to a plan like this. So here's where things get really interesting. Do you remember... How Jesus has no sin. He knew no sin, is what the Bible tells us. So that meant that he did not have the condition of sin in his nature. So Jesus was really a free man. And he decided to willingly take sin and death on and be crucified on a cross. So this was Jesus's free will. He understood the plan. He knew that he would be killed in this mess. And he was yet still willing to do this freely. So of course, that leaves us with questions, why? (laughs) So Jesus's death on the cross was a way to eradicate sin and death forever And it would set us all free. And so I just want to kind of put this in perspective for us as teenagers here. So, okay, we have a 93-year-old Mimi, right? And our Mimi loves watching WWF wrestling. I mean, she loves it. (laughs) So there is always, I don't know if you guys are into wrestling, if you ever watch WWF, but there is always some major drama, serious takedowns, lots and lots of hoopla going on, you know? So when I think of Jesus and sin, it's like the ultimate wrestling match takedown ever. Like one of you is going down and you will never rise again. And so this is kind of like the scene. So we have sin and death, right? They are a team. They go hand in hand. Sin and death are never apart. They're always teaming up against their opponents. And then we have Jesus on the opposite side of this rink who never sinned. He is a free man. And sin and death are looking at each other like, "Mm -hmm, this guy is a piece of cake. We have so got this dude. (laughs) And so the match begins, and sin and death are jumping all over Jesus. They're like, yeah, we got him. You're going down, Jesus. You know, talking all the smack like sin and death would do. (laughs) And so they're on Jesus, and all of a sudden, God the Father is looking down from heaven, and he's like, you are doing perfect, son let them think they've won. And so while sin and death are just totally tackling Jesus, they're on him, all over him, like not giving him any breathing room. This is where God the Father makes his move. And with one stroke, he kills sin and death. But what about Jesus? We're all peering into this pit now and we're looking and sin and death and Jesus are all in there but wait a minute, something's moving. What is that moving? What's down there? What's happening here? Wait, 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 somebody's coming out of the grave. Oh my gosh, no way, it's Jesus. (laughs) You know, so all of a sudden, now you have Jesus like coming out, dusting himself off, being like, oh man, (laughs) that was like the ultimate takedown ever. And sin and death are not coming out. They are down like down down for the count like never coming back. So, wow, what just happened here? This was an amazing match, right? Well, sin and death, they never really did have that hold on Jesus that they thought they had. It was Jesus who actually manhandled sin and death and took them to the grave. Jesus wouldn't stay dead. He really couldn't stay dead. He would he knew all along he was going to rise again. But sin and death would be completely destroyed annihilated with God's blow forever. Like, praise God. Can we say amen to that? So when Jesus came back to life, he brought back the ability to forgive our condition of sin. He is able completely to set us free from sin, and he is completely able to give us eternal life with himself. But what we need to know is none of this happens apart from Jesus. Sin always, always, always causes death. But when there is no sin, there is no death. And Jesus causes our sin to go away. So when our sin goes away, guess what, guys? Death goes away as well. Are we beginning to get this? This is like amazing news. Jesus is completely qualified to set us free. He can set us free from sin and he can set us free from death because he actually overcame and never was under the law of sin and death. This is why Acts 13:29 says, and when they had finished and fulfilled everything that was written about him, they took him down from the tree, which is the cross and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and for many days he appeared to those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, and they are his witnesses to the people. So because of this, he is completely able to help us. He is definitely who we want to turn to. But it does leave us with questions like how much is this going to cost and what is required? Because wow, this is like an amazing man. We definitely want to turn to him. So I hope that you stay tuned for next week because we're definitely going to dive into what's really going to be required of us. And I think you guys are going to be really, really happy with the answers we find out. Okay, see you next week, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast of the series Strength Training by Miss Julie. If you want more from Miss Julie, be sure to check out ChristForKidsMinistries.org. Come back next week for the next podcast of this series. Once again, that's ChristForKidsMinistries.org. If you're local, be sure to visit the Wegmans in Canandaigua, New York. There, you will find books by Miss Julie. Thanks!